it together That's what I say to me I put on the pressure You could do better Be who you're supposed to be But that's when you came in Right when I needed you You said I love the things That I was believing Not one of them were true You lifted my head up I was keeping my head down I didn't know love But I do now Cause you into the New Testament reading for today. Our narrative will come from the book of 1 Corinthians, chapter 15, verses 29 through 58. We'll read that some believers were baptized on behalf of others who had died unbaptized. Nothing more is known about this practice, but it obviously affirms a belief in the resurrection. Paul is not promoting baptism for the dead. He's illustrating his argument that the resurrection is a reality. If death ends at all, enjoying the moment would be really all that matters. But Christians know that life continues beyond the grave, and that life on earth is only a preparation for our life that will never end. What you do today matters for eternity. In light of eternity, sin is a foolish gamble. 
Your belief in the resurrection will affect your view of the future. It also ought to affect how you live today. We'll read that Paul says, I face death daily. It refers to the dangers Paul encountered every day. The uh, wild beasts in Ephesus referred to the savage opposition that he faced there. Keeping company with those who deny the resurrection can corrupt good Christian character. So don't let your relationships with unbelievers lead you away from Christ or cause your faith to waver. Paul, we'll see, compares the resurrection with the growth of a seed in a garden. Seeds placed in the ground don't grow unless they die first. The plant that grows looks very different from the seed because God gives it a new body, so to speak. There are different kinds of bodies. People, animals, fish, birds, even the angels in heaven have bodies that are different in beauty and glory. Our resurrected body will be very different from our earthly body. It will be a spiritual body full of glory. And now, let's begin today's reading here in the New Testament. August 24th, the New Testament. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verses 29 through 58. If the dead will not be raised, what point is there in people being baptized for those who are dead? Why do it? unless the dead will someday rise again? And why should we ourselves risk our lives hour by hour? For I swear, dear brothers and sisters, that I face death daily. This is as certain as my pride in what Christ Jesus our Lord has done in you. And what value was there in fighting wild beasts, those people of Ephesus, if there will be no resurrection from the dead? And if there is no resurrection... Let's feast and drink, for tomorrow we die. Don't be fooled by those who say such things, for bad company corrupts good character. Think carefully about what is right, and stop sinning. For to your shame I say that some of you don't know God at all. But someone may ask, How will the dead be raised? What kind of bodies will they have? What a foolish question! When you put a seed into the ground, it doesn't grow into a plant unless it dies first. And what you put in the ground is not the plant that will grow, but only a bare seed of wheat or whatever you are planting. Then God gives it the new body He wants it to have. A different plant grows from each kind of seed. Similarly, there are different kinds of flesh, one kind for humans another for animals, another for birds, and another for fish. There are also bodies in the heavens and bodies on the earth. The glory of the heavenly bodies is different from the glory of the earthly bodies. The sun has one kind of glory, while the moon and stars each have another kind. And even the stars differ from each other in their glory. It is the same way with the resurrection of the dead. Our earthly bodies are planted in the ground when we die. But they will be raised to live forever. Our bodies are buried in brokenness, but they will be raised in glory. They are buried in weakness, but they will be raised in strength. They are buried as natural human bodies, but they will be raised as spiritual bodies. For just as there are natural bodies, there are also spiritual bodies. The Scriptures tell us, 
The first man, Adam, became a living person. But the last Adam, that is Christ, is a life-giving spirit. What comes first is the natural body. Then the spiritual body comes later. Adam, the first man, was made from the dust of the earth, while Christ, the second man, came from heaven. Earthly people are like the earthly man, and heavenly people are like the heavenly man. Just as we are now like the earthly man, we will someday be like the heavenly man. What I am saying, dear brothers and sisters, is that our physical bodies cannot inherit the kingdom of God. These dying bodies cannot inherit what will last forever. But let me reveal to you a wonderful secret. We will not all die, but we will all be transformed. It will happen in a moment, in the blink of an eye, when the last trumpet is blown. For when the trumpet sounds, those who have died will be raised to live forever, and we who are living will also be transformed. For our dying bodies must be transformed into bodies that will never die. Our mortal bodies must be transformed into immortal bodies. Then, when our dying bodies have been transformed into bodies that will never die, this scripture will be fulfilled. Death is swallowed up in victory. O oh, death, where is your victory? O oh, death, where is your sting? For sin is the sting that results in death, and the law gives sin its power. But thank God, He gives us victory over sin and death through our Lord Jesus Christ. So, my dear brothers and sisters, be strong and immovable. Always work enthusiastically for the Lord, for you know that nothing you do for the Lord is ever useless.
into the book of Psalms. Our reading today will be from Psalm 39, verses 1 through 13. David resolved to keep his tongue from sin. That is, he decided not to complain to other people about God's treatment of him. David certainly had reason to complain. He was the anointed king of Israel, but he had to wait many years before taking the throne. Then one of his sons tried to kill him and become king instead. But when David could not keep still any longer, he took his complaints directly to God. Now, we all have complaints about our job, money, whatever our situation might be, but complaining to others may make them think that God cannot take care of us. It may also look as if we blame God for our troubles. Instead, like David, we should take our complaints directly to God, because ultimately only He can take care of it. Life is short no matter how long we live. If we have something important we want to do, we must not put it off for a better day. Ask yourself, If I only had six months to live, what would I do? Tell someone that you love him or her? Deal with an undisciplined area in your life? Tell someone about Jesus? Well, hey, because life is short, don't neglect what's truly important. Psalm 39, verses 1-13 through 13. For Jeduthun, the choir director, a psalm of David. I said to myself, I will watch what I do and not sin in what I say. I will hold my tongue when the ungodly are around me. But as I stood there in silence, not even speaking of good things, the turmoil within me grew worse. The more I thought about it, the hotter I got, igniting a fire of words. Lord, 
Remind me how brief my time on earth will be. Remind me that my days are numbered, how fleeting my life is. You have made my life no longer than the width of my hand. My entire lifetime is just a moment to you. At best, each of us is but a breath. Interlude We are merely moving shadows, and all our busy rushing ends in nothing. We heap up wealth, not knowing who will spend it. And so, Lord, where do I put my hope? My only hope is in you. Rescue me from my rebellion. Do not let fools mock me. I am silent before you. I won't say a word, for my punishment is from you. But please stop striking me. I am exhausted by the blows from your hand. When you discipline us for our sins, you consume like a moth what is precious to us. Each of us is but a breath. Interlude Hear my prayer, O Lord. Listen to my cries for help. Don't ignore my tears. For I am your guest, a traveler passing through, as my ancestors were before me. Leave me alone, so I can smile again before I am gone and exist no more. Proverbs chapter 21, verses 30 and 31. No human wisdom or understanding or plan can stand against the Lord. The horse is prepared for the day of battle, but the victory belongs to the Lord. The question was raised as my conscience fell. A silly little lie It didn't mean much But it lingers still In the corners of my mind Still you call me to walk On the edge of this world To spread my dreams and fly But the future's so far
Try to take control Cause I get scared when I can't see the end And all you want from me is to let go You're parting waters Making a way for me You're moving mountains that I don't even see You've answered my prayer before I even speak. All you need for me to be is still. I bring my praise before I bring my need. Cause there's no fear you've not already seen. My heart on all your promises Cause I have seen and know your faithfulness Your parting waters Making a way for me You're moving mountains That I don't even see You've answered my
Lord, you whispered 